Well, let's put our hands together for that wonderful grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. Ah, you and I are products of that grace. How affected it is, how wonderful it'll work. Amen, amen. After 10,000 years, hallelujah. Praise God, there's still going to be that same measure. But you know what I thought about when we were singing that song? After 10,000 years, there won't be one blemish. After 10,000 years, there won't be one spot. After 10,000 years, there won't be one temptation. After 10,000 years, there won't be one blunder. After 10,000 years, there won't be one, uh uh-oh, hallelujah. No, no, not on that other side. I'm glad God's alive and well tonight. He's on the throne. He's on the throne. He's on the throne. He's big enough to see and do whatever he gets ready to do it. God will work, but who will let him? I want him to work in Bendale. How about you? I want him to work, hallelujah, in our lives, through our lives. I believe he can. I believe he wants to. I want us to be big enough, amen, to let him. Praise God. Trust him enough. Enough confidence in him. Whatever he beckons, whatever he moves upon us, that we would do it. Praise God. Praise God. Got your Bibles, John 14 and 1. It's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord tonight. Appreciate each one of you coming and being in this service with us on this Wednesday night. Appreciate you. Hallelujah. I know it would been a lot easier maybe to go somewhere else in a sense in the fleshly part of us. But thank God you didn't listen to that. But you came to be in the house of God tonight. And you came to worship him. and Reach after his will and purpose in your life. And also to come to help others. We come to help others, haven't we? Hallelujah. Lift up others. Amen. Got a little thought here tonight that's been on my mind for... Uh, actually, it was on my mind before Brother Sanford came and preached. Amen. That's at 26th of the, uh, December. Hallelujah, by the present help of the Lord. And, and Matthew talks about, Lo, I'll be with you always, even to the end of the world. I'm glad I've got a God, amen, that can be with us when we're high, and he can be with us when we're low. Trouble doesn't bother this God, hallelujah. In fact, hallelujah, trouble, amen, attracts him. Amen, hallelujah, praise God. So, in John 14 and 1, and Jesus is talking to his disciples here. Now you listen to this, this verse right here, and I'm just going to preach out of this one verse, but, and I say that, but you'll, you'll see. Let not your heart be troubled. Yeah. Boy, that's a statement to make, and amen, hallelujah, 22. COVID's running rapid again. People, amen, has got the problems on the left, on the right, and families are messing up, and, and the devil's running rapid, and money's not enough, and one problem after another, and that crazy old preacher's getting up there and telling us not to be troubled in our hearts. <laughs> Woo! Praise God, praise God, praise God. I didn't say you was in a, in a troublous society. I'm telling you, Jesus told his disciples at one of the most critical times in their lives, let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. He's talking about a state. He's talking about a condition. He's talking about, amen, a state of the mind. I'm not going to let it go there. Because I'm serving an almighty God. I'm not going to let circumstances, situations of the devil, or family, and nobody else mess up my mind. I'm not going to let it trouble it to the point, amen, that I do crazy stuff. That's the reason we don't like to fool with drugs. Either one. Uh, what happens? They alter the mind. 
Praise God. We all, Lord bless us. Help us here tonight, Lord. We love and appreciate you. Help us on this Wednesday night to obey the Holy Ghost. We need your help, God. We need your anointing upon our minds to loose our tongues. Help us, help us preach your word. I want to preach it in a manner and a way, God, that every heart and every soul in this house can receive it. Amen. Amen. In their hearts and their lives. We love you for it. We believe you for it. I believe your blessings upon this congregation. And I thank you for it, God, as you bless them even here tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. God bless you and you may be seated. I don't know if I finish all this tonight. Praise God. But uh, I know this is just maybe a little. You might even say one sense, take a little out of context. But I don't believe I am. Amen. Whenever you say, look at what Jesus responding to them. He says, let not your heart be troubled. Now I done said it, but that, that's a state. Amen. Amen. Uh, of distress or afflictions, a danger. Amen. Whenever he, he's really talking about, amen. When troubled here, the term troubled itself. He believed in God. Believe also in me. Anybody believe in God? Right. You believe there is a God. You believe there's a God that's big enough to do whatever he wants to do? Do you believe he's the almighty God? Do you believe eternal life lies in him? Do you believe he can finish out the work that he started in you? you believe he's coming back after a church? Well, watch this. There's going to be a mocking spirit that's going to rise up in this end time. It's going to mock about the coming of Jesus Christ. Could it be before this thing's over with, it gets so, so troublesome and so heartbreaking? Hallelujah. They're going to mock us and say, you know what? That bunch of Jesus thing bunched down there. They keep going to church. But I'm telling you, Amen. We have so much trouble and so much punishment coming our way. But they still believe he's coming. But you know what? He's coming. He's coming. They can mock. They mocked us when we come out of the upper room. But you know what? That didn't stop the Holy Ghost. That didn't stop the hand of God, the power of God. You and I are products of it. So that mocking spirit's been around a long time. <laughs> Let them mock if they want to mock. Let them make light, make fun if they want to. But I'm telling you, disciples of Jesus Christ is living the best life there is to live in this life. And the best life is going to be in the only true life after this life. Hallelujah. The only true inheritance there really is and comfort there is. So as you look at this, and, and uh, I won't go through all of them, but I want you to notice something about John's writings. Now we know that John wrote a little later than Matthew, Mark, and Luke. Somewhere possibly around 40 years after Mark, Matthew, Mark, and Luke. And so John's writings here, if you'll back up to 13th chapter, amen, it dealt with the time that Jesus is on his, his way. Amen. He washes the disciples' feet. He has, uh, he has a, a supper with them. Amen. And has communion with them. He actually sends Judas on his way. When he put the sop with the bread with and gave it to him, told him go do quickly. Amen. He handled that in such a measure, in such a way in the three and a half years of his ministry. Amen. That none of the disciples ever picked up on that Judas is a care was one that's going to betray him. In fact, they didn't know anybody was going to betray him until that moment time. Amen. He told them that somebody was going to do it. And it's all of them they begin to question and ask him is it I is it I even to the point amen that Peter looks over at John amen that John's got his head on the breast of Jesus he says question you ask him who is who is it we don't know who it's going to be hallelujah because not all of them amen they couldn't they, they couldn't tell by the response of Jesus Christ and how he handled them in that three and a half of his years of his ministry but amen but he looks at John amen and he says as he puts a sop into the into the, uh, the, 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 the bread there and sets through our hand this too and he tells you 
computers don't do quickly what he had to do. And even at that point, they weren't sure what was unfolding, what was going to take place. Some of them thought, hey man, he was going to get the supper ready or something, and he had the money, or maybe going to give some money to the poor. Hey man, but I want you to notice something. When you come from that 13th chapter to the 14th chapter to the 15th chapter to the 16th chapter, hey man, to the 17th chapter, you're going to watch, hey man, that Jesus Christ almost does all the talking. Hey man, this done got so serious. It's done got down where the rubber meets the road, and he starts it off, amen, let not your heart be troubled. Hallelujah. And he don't go but just a few verses from that. And he tells old disciples, he said, you're going to see the day that they're going to run you out of the synagogues. And you say, let not hearts be troubled. He didn't stop there. He said, you're going to see the day they're going to kill you and think they're doing God's will when they're killing you. But you tell us, let not our hearts be troubled. Anybody like trouble? Y'all gun shot on me. I'm not asking a load of you. Praise God. We don't like trouble, do we? We like unity. We like everybody to get along. We like everybody to be happy. We, we, we don't like storms. We don't like earthquakes. We don't like people, you know, robbing our places. We don't like getting fights at work. We don't like getting fights at home. <laughs> we like good health. We don't want the doctor to tell us we got this or we got that. Amen. We want everything, you know, bed of roses. Amen. Everything in life of ease, life of comfort. Hallelujah. When you say, you know, let your heart not be troubled, that's kind of life. That's kind of life I look at, not let my heart be troubled. Amen. I got all them Jeffersons I need. Hallelujah. Got them two or three automobiles. Hallelujah. Don't have to worry about a washing machine. Don't have to worry about anything. Come on now. Hallelujah. That, that's what we're talking about. Not, not to have any trouble. But hallelujah. Right in the midst of all of this. Because I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. I've been telling you for a few years now. Before this church is drafted out of here, there's going to be some trouble times. But I'm telling you, you and I have got to be anchored in the Word of God and anchored in the Holy Ghost and in our fellowship with Jesus Christ. That we got to go let our hearts be troubled to the point. Hallelujah. That we go the direction of Someone's going to go because the Bible's made it clear. Peter's writings and others made it clear. Everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. Everything that can be moved is going to be moved. But I'm here to tell you right in the midst of all of this, Jesus is telling me, don't let your heart be troubled. He addressed it again in John 16 and 6. He addressed it again in John 16 and 22. Amen. About the heart. Hallelujah. I'm telling you what. If there's ever been a heart surgeon that needs to take place. Hallelujah. That's exactly what I want to happen. I want heart. Amen. It's kind of like a, Amen. You can take the word heart and mind and put them together. They're interchangeable in the word of God. And the Bible says we have a renewing of the heart. Hallelujah. Anybody ever get tired of just fighting the same old battles? How many's ever made the same breakfast for five or six mornings in a row for the last 20 years? They're about to. You ever get tired of doing that? You still get up and do it though, don't you? You ever get tired of amen or just cooking itself? You ever get tired of going to the shipyard? You ever get tired of going to the hardware store? <laughs> you ever get tired of dealing with folks at the hardware store? <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. Some of you just went to school. Hallelujah. Half your life. You ever get tired of going to school? What about some of you teachers? Amen. You ever get tired of going to school? Boy, was you glad? I bet you wasn't none of you as excited as Angela was going to school yesterday morning. She's up at 5.30 talking 90 to nothing. Ready to go. Sure enough, 
Amen. I, my, my wife told me to see it, and she said, yeah, when Brooke dropped her off, said, you just followed out of that truck and said, grabbed up uh, Miss Jennifer, I think, that's her name, Smith. Just hugged her and grabbed her and just held on to her. Said, Miss Jennifer, said, oh, my goodness. Said, all the rest of them. Said, not none of the rest of them's done this. Said, all the rest of them, man, they didn't want, they weren't glad to show up. Hallelujah. Praise God. You know, not to have a, to have a troubled free heart. Amen. That's the kind of heart we want. But I'm here to tell you, hallelujah, we got something on the inside of us. We got an experience in Jesus Christ that regardless how trouble it gets, could it be that the real problem with the disciples on the, on the on the way on the other side, whenever he got so upset about them, hey man, whenever they woke him up in that chip, I'm gonna tell you, I don't think Jesus had no problem waking him up now. You watch some of this. You watch at the end of some of what I fix and tell you. <laughs> that wasn't the problem. You know what I think the problem was? They had already come to the conclusion that they were going to die. That Jesus, you're just going to sit over there with your arms folded. Or you're going to lay down there asleep while we all drown and die. We're not careful when we get in trouble. One of the first things we'll start saying. And we'll start saying to some of the very ones that God wants to use. You don't really care about me. You really don't love me. Oh, I'm preaching already. I can see it on your faces. Hallelujah. If we're not careful, we get this old self-pity. Hallelujah. Why, why have I always got to walk through the peanut butter? Why have I always one that's got to fight these serpents? Why am I always the one that's got to go down this trail? Why am I always seem to be a dollar short and a day behind? Hallelujah. Why am I always this? Why am I always that? Hey Amen. Could it be that God's trying to condition our hearts to get in the place where Jesus Christ and falling in love with him? Hallelujah. Where your resources really come from, where he supplies our every need is in Jesus Christ. You know what the turning point is? Hey Amen. Right in the middle of it. I love you, Jesus. You're so awesome. I can't throw this mic. <laughs> I could throw it at some of you. Because <laughs> I know I'm hitting you. I don't mean, I'm trying to be a smart act. I ain't trying to be nothing. I'm just telling you the only thing you're going to get out of that. I'm doing my best to throw you a lifeline. I'm doing my best to throw you something to get you out of there. And you sitting there, amen. And just like you always have. If you're not careful, you're going to sit there and let it roll off of you like water's off a duck's back. But 22 could be a different year for you. 22 in January. I tell you, the preach of the word of God can get you out of that season. The power of the preach word of God can get you out of that unbelief. The preach of the power of the word of God can get you out of that. That's feel sorry for yourself. Don't you feel sorry? you got the God of the universe on the inside of you. you got the God of the universe working on your behind. Amen. you got the God, amen, that cares more about you than any of everybody else on the face of the earth. And he's telling you, let not thy heart be troubled. You know what he's telling us? Don't let it become overwhelmed. Don't let it become a man full of anxiety. Don't let a man drive you to do things, hallelujah, that you shouldn't do. Say things that you shouldn't say. No, right in the midst of this, God, we're going to trust you. Amen. Right in the midst of all of this, we're going to have confidence in you. Job put it this way. Job 21. I want you to notice something. Job 21 is right in the center of Job. 42 chapters in Job. Job 21. He's responding, amen, to the guy out of the 20th chapter that talked about the rich, talked about the mighty, 
and all of them were evil and wicked and they're always going to be punished they're always going to come up short and he talks about all of that stuff in other words he's blaming Job amen because he's one of the richest men in the east now I don't believe all rich men amen is wicked I don't believe all rich men, hallelujah, is, is, is ungodly and not going to make it. I believe you can have money and make it. Now the love of money, hallelujah, is the root of all evil. And how you attain it, amen, that can send you to hell. Hallelujah. But, but watch this, in that same chapter, he talks about some things, hallelujah, that you and I need to understand and come to a realization. Hallelujah. Praise God. As we look at some of this and, and as, as we go to it, I thought I'd marked it, but maybe I didn't. Hallelujah. But anyway, Job 21 and 4 says, As for me, it's my complaint to man. And if it were so, why should my spirit be troubled? Hallelujah. Mark me and be astonished. Lay your hand upon your mouth. Even when I remember, I am afraid. And trembling taketh hold of my flesh. He's simply telling him, What you need to do is shut your mouth and listen to me a few minutes. And let me, amen, bring some things to your attention here for just a minute, if you don't mind. Hallelujah. And you watch what Job again to talk about. Amen. In 21 he goes from that. He said wherefore do the wicked live? Behold what become old. Yea are mighty in power. Amen. Their seed is established in their sight with them. And their offspring before their eyes. He's kind of like David when he talks about watching them prosper and watching them. Amen. Being blessed on every hand in every direction. Amen. Amen. Till he got back to the house of God. Hallelujah. His feet almost slipped out from under him. He was almost about to give it up until he got back to the house of God. Hey, I'm glad we got a midweek service. Hallelujah. That we can come back to the house of God. Amen. And get our minds back focused. Get our emotions back in line. Get our heart back in connection. Hallelujah. Regardless of the troubles and regardless of the news. Because we got troubled lands. We got troubled times around us. Can I tell them, Lord? Can I tell them, Sister Lord? Can I tell them? Man, it's uh, this... this uh, Brother Keith ain't gonna like this part. Is he watching? Hey, Brother Keith, we will you, man. God's gonna keep you, buddy. God bless you. Okay, let me tell you something. He's watching now. Watch this. Hey, man, he, he's, he's the fear of his life right now. Hey, man, they're trying to bombard the place, trying to overtake the place, coming in, trying to knock doors down and all this stuff. He texted me last night about that. I already had this message going. Hey, man, I don't know if he got any of my texts back or not. But I'll tell you something. This God, whenever Brother Corey stood in for him, I said, God, you're the God that put a hedge around Job. You can put it around Keith Churchill. Hallelujah. You're the God that can send angels there. Hallelujah. God that can hold those doors. If he can lock the door for a lot, he can lock the door for lot, honey. He can do it. Ask the God, I serve. That's the God. In trouble times, He can keep us. In trouble times, He can see us. Are you hearing me tonight? Don't get full of anxiety. Don't get a nerve problem. I'm going to keep my mind. I'm going to keep my heart. I'm going to keep it wrapped up in the Word of God and in His promises. Let not the heart be troubled tonight. Hallelujah. God's with us. God's with us. God's walking with us. I'm telling you, he don't miss a thing. He didn't miss a thing. He's not going to miss it in 22 either. He's right on top of it. Hallelujah. Watch this. When you go to Psalms 42, 5 and 6. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? In other words... Deprived of peace or rest. Hope thou in God. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of times a bigger paycheck really won't help you as much as you think it will. 
Oh, I pray God blesses you. <laughs> I really do. Praise God. I don't care. I hope, hope some of y'all make a million this year. Praise God. Pay your tithes. Give your offerings. Hallelujah. We got to buy a field. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I'm, when it gets ready, I want to pay for it. Without interest. God says we can be the head. I ain't interested in being the tail. Amen. You know what the tail gets? Hallelujah. The tail always gets not the best end of the deal. I'd rather be the head, honey. Hallelujah. I'd rather be the giver than the buyer. Hallelujah. But you know what God's waiting on? It's some of you quick. Amen. Trying to always be in, you know, God, you got to give it. God, you got to give it. God, you got to keep showing up. God, every day you got to do this and every day you got to do that. Oh, you and I need to do is settle some things in our hearts. Hallelujah. My heart's not going to be troubled. Life or death, I got this thing won. Life or death, I got this thing done. It's already wound up. I'm a winner either way. I know it's easier to preach, but we can live it too. Our apostles led the way. They didn't run from death. They run to it. They upset them. It's going to persecute them. They got no glory out of, out, of, out of crucifying Peter and Paul and them. In fact, the history tells us that Peter, they wanted to crucify him like Jesus. He said, oh no, I'm not worthy to be crucified like Jesus. He said, you hang me upside down. Boy, that takes the wind out of the sails. They'd much rather have them. Oh my goodness, God. I can't believe I can't Oh, help me, Holy Ghost. Help me, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. If we ain't careful, we can sup our toes. Hallelujah. First thing we know, all we can do about is complain. Amen. Come on. I love these little darlings. Them little darlings asleep. Man, they can just, especially if they want to show, if they're kind of in that mood. First thing I ask them, is there any blood? <laughs> I just pick with them. They don't stop it. But you know what does? All you got to do is just kneel down and go. It's amazing what that little pain gone, bones are mended, blood quits flowing. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm telling you, that's the same way with God. When God gets ready, any moment He gets ready, He's daddy. And daddy can step in any time He gets ready for His little darlings. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He can kiss us on the forehead. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, gird up your mind. Gird up your mind. Quit let the enemy have access. I will step out a little further. I would take no mind altering medicine. Well, that, that went. <laughs> I may get tested. I've been tested. <laughs> Last Wednesday night got me in trouble. <laughs> it may get me in this one, but I'm <laughs> it's all right. That's all right. I got a new pair of glasses for $200 less than I got the other pair. <laughs> Hallelujah. God's good. Amen. When this is all with them, I have two pair. How you like that, devil? Come on. I have two pairs now. Hallelujah. I have two pairs I can step on. <laughs> Woo! Praise God. 
praise God. God's got them. God's got them. God's got them. I don't get all upset about it. That ain't all. He's got all the walker dogs I ever going to need. I don't need any more, but if he wants to give me some more, he can give me all I'm ever going to need. Do you understand what I'm telling you? A lot of things that people stumble over and getting all God's telling us all the time, Jesus, don't let your heart be troubled. He told him another place. He said, you're going to be like sheep, sheeps among wolves. Well, that don't, and you're telling us not to let our hearts be troubled. <laughs> Maybe this won't get too far. I don't know. I'd be like telling one of y'all, I need you to go to Bradley tonight and get such and such. <laughs> you don't know what we're talking about, do you? <laughs> well, I put it this way: in the ambulance goes to Bradley Hope, two deputies follow it. No, they're ahead of it. <laughs> okay. Well, that all went over like a lead balloon, but it's the truth. Amen. I've heard it. I've heard them. Amen. They had to. Guess what? You know what? Jesus said, hallelujah. They can throw us in the, in the den of lions. Hallelujah. They can throw us in the fire. It's in Isaiah. It's in my, in, my, in my scriptures tonight. He told Jacob. He told Israel. He said, I'm with you. I'm going to be with you. Hallelujah. I'm going to bring you through. He said, watch this. You're going through the water, but you're not going to drown. You're going to go through the fire, but you're not going to get burned up. Hallelujah. Peter come along and said, hey, don't consider some strange thing about these fiery trials hallelujah all they can do is purify the gold all they can do is purify the silver all they can do is make us better when's the last time you look at your thing that's trying to trouble you say you know what I'm going to be better not worse I'm not going to be a complainer I'm not going to be a murmur I'm going to come out on the other side better than what I was You'll start doing that, the devil will quit showing up. When you start coming out on the other side with more Holy Ghost, witnessing the people, being a testimony, and a smile on your face, even the devil will begin to say, hey, you demons, don't fuss with him. Every time we mess with him, hallelujah, he goes and wins two or three more. Jay, it's good to see you tonight, man. Man, ain't it good to be here tonight? It's good to be here, ain't it? You feeling better? Oh, you ready for my handshake now, ain't you? Oh, he wasn't feeling good a while ago. Praise God. Amen. Don't, don't ever underestimate about some of that right there. Praise God. You just never know how far it's going to go. Because I want our little babies to fall in love with church. I want our little babies to say, you know what? I want to go to church. I'm excited about going to Sunday school. I'm excited about going to the house of God. We're not any going to be some there. It might be Wednesday night and we might be a little under the weather and a little tired. But you know what? We, amen. It's not going to be swarsome. We're going to believe in a touch of the Lord, a touch of the Holy Ghost in Bendale, Mississippi. Praise God, praise God. We look at a few scriptures here. You can be seated. Amen. Psalm 77. Again, amen. Not sure. I even tried some of the commentaries. Different places tried to find some, maybe a possibility. What was causing this in the psalmist? Amen. That was writing this. It wasn't really David, but one of his men. Uh, possibly so, some believe that uh, there's, a, there's a, a possibility. 
Amen. That uh, in this time and in this setting, Hallelujah. That that uh, uh, it was time to time with Saul. Let me go back to uh, forty-two. I'm sorry, I missed something. Anyway, whenever we that fifth verse, it says, "For I shall praise him for the help of his countenance at his presence." What's the sixth verse? Oh my God, my soul is cast down within me. Therefore, I remember thee from the land of Jordan. Amen. He talks about the herd of nights, and he talks about the hill of Miser. You know what he's talking about? Anybody ever heard the statement? Especially when you're having trials and troubles, and you hear the statement, the good old days. I'm having a tendency to say that. When I look at some of these little darlings, and what they're facing, and some spirits they're facing, and some people they're going to have to face, and contend with, and deal with. Amen. God, we need to go back to some good old days. Hallelujah. We was far better off. Amen. They thought we was, you know, poor and we was. Amen. They thought we was isolated and we was. Hallelujah. They thought, you know, them old boys down on that moor road. Hallelujah. They didn't go anywhere except the Pine Grove Methodist Church. Hallelujah. In school and that was about it. But we could get on old rope and old tire and imagination. Hallelujah. We won I don't know how many wars. We, we won I don't know how many battles. And you know what? We didn't wind up deformed. We didn't wind up all out of shape because we didn't have some kind of gadgets to entertain us. We're living in the entertainment world today and the most thing that wants to entertain us in the world that we're living in tonight is the carnal and the demonical forces and wants to entertain our minds and wants to rob us of our minds. And you know what they're setting out to do? It's called trouble. You're turning in trouble like the seas with a mire shaking in it and all shook up trying to get us out of our sorts, trying to get us where we can't sleep at night. I'm going to ask you something tonight. Who slept? Daniel or the king? Who was in the in the den of the lions? Daniel or the king? But who slept? Make that devil mad. Amen. Devil, you stay up and do your best, but God's watching out for me. <laughs> he don't like that, Brother Tony. He wants to see you get all bug-eyed. He wants you slamming doors and doing this and doing that and get all upset. That's what the devil wants you to do. Brother Parker used to call it door cussing. <laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. Jesus is telling us. You go back and read it. I'd love to go through all them chapters. 14, 15, 16. He talks about the comforter in that 16th chapter. He says, I got to go. I got to leave. Hey, they argue. Where are you going, Jesus? Where are you going? How do we know the way? We don't even know where you're going. You mean I've been long so long? Will you, you ain't know the Father? Man, he goes all down through the list, through every bit of it. But at the very beginning of it, he's telling them, don't let your hearts be troubled. I got to go. But you know what? You're going to be blessed if I go because there's going to come a comforter that's going to come back. But it can't come unless I go. The Holy Ghost couldn't come unless he goes. And now this God, amen, he won't be just me walking with you. He's going to be in you. This God is in us. This God is in us. Hallelujah. He's abiding in our hearts. He's looking for a dwelling place. He's looking for an abiding place. He's looking for a place he can, he can dwell up and flow out of us. And it's our hearts, amen, that decides whether or not he's going to do that. Amen. And you know what? It's right here. Amen. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. It's what's in the abundance of the heart. Hallelujah. And I'm telling you, that's a reason the devil's working on your heart. And he wants you to have a troubled heart. Because out of that troubled heart, the abundance that come out of that ought not come out. We'll start saying things. We'll start doing things. But you know what? If we just won't let our hearts, I'm not going to do it. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ gives me the power. The Holy Ghost gives me the power. I'm going to trust you, God. I don't know how it's going to turn out. And you know what? But you do. 
I'm just going to trust you. Even Paul went as far and told us, he said, when you've done all you can do to stand, fold up tent and go home. No, he didn't say that, did he? Uh-uh. He said, stand. You hold the ground you got. You hold every battle you got. You tell that devil, well, let me remind you of a few things, devil. Hallelujah. I won over this battle. And I won over that battle. And you know what? It's not going to be any different. Hallelujah. See, I don't serve a God just of the valleys. I serve the God of the mountains. But neither do I just serve the God of the mountains. I serve the God of the valleys. Hallelujah. So the valley's not too deep. Neither is it too wide. The mountain's not too high. Neither, amen, is it too wide. Hallelujah. You know why? God's with me. Hallelujah. Now you watch it. You know why? Amen. David mentioned these three geographical locations. Because at that moment in his life, he was thinking about if I could just be over here. If I could just been back 10 years. If I could been in that direction. Hallelujah. Just get some relief. Just get some help. Amen. And so you know I'm not denying the fact. Hallelujah. That we got troubled hearts and troubled times. But what I am trying to tell you. Hallelujah. You can wish she was here. You can wish she was there. Or you can say you know what. I'm going to cry out to Jesus Christ. I'm going to cry out for the option of the Holy Ghost. I'm going to cry out God to show up. I may have to cry all night and half a day. But I believe God's going to show up. Because my heart's troubled. Lamentations 3 my Jeremiah praise God you look at Lamentations 3 Jeremiah is actually experiencing and, and going through the judgment of God upon Israel it's, that's, that's the way it is. And he plays it out. Listen to just a few verses. And if you would, for a little homework, go back and read that third chapter. Down to this 17th verse before it gets to this, these verses. It's powerful. Time won't let me. And thou hast removed my soul far off from peace. I forgot prosperity. And I said my strength and my hope is perished from the Lord. Remembering my afflictions and my miseries and the warm wood and the gall, my soul hath them still in remembrance and is humbled in me. This I recall to my mind. I'm telling you, it's important what you start bringing back to your mind. It's important where you put the focus of your mind. It's important what you indulge in. If you never read your Bible, you can't expect a man for it to come back. Hallelujah. And help you whenever you're in trouble. Hallelujah. If you've never bend your knees and talk to God, amen, on a daily basis. Hallelujah. You can't expect him to just show up. Hallelujah. But you watch what he says here. But then I recall to my mind therefore have I hope therefore have I hope don't you ever think honey, as a child of God that you don't have hope don't you ever think amen as brother Samson amen preach it hallelujah this God is a very present help in the time of trouble in fact that text back to Keith hallelujah brother Keith last night hallelujah and he told me he was in trouble I said hey God's in trouble because when one of his little darlings is in trouble he's in trouble and he gets right in the midst of your troubles when you call on him by faith I don't care if he is on the other side of the world. And I don't care if their government don't believe in our God. Our God's not limited by their government. Our God, amen, moves by our prayers and by our faith. And as we lift up our voices and cry out to the heavens, I believe God's showing up. 
Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Now watch this. 22nd verse. Verse. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassion fail not. Hallelujah. He's coming running. Hey, he knows where you're at. He knows sometimes you're fighting battles. Hallelujah. He's fighting struggles. He knows there's trouble on every hand. Hallelujah. The writer talks about it. Hallelujah. Later on, I don't know if I'll get to all them verses. Hallelujah. But he talks about being distressed and cast down and different things happening to us. But you know what? We're not without hope. Hallelujah. The compassion of the Lord. If you'll just keep lifting your voice. If you'll just keep looking up to the heavens. Hallelujah. In this storm I'm going to praise him. In this storm I'm going to praise him. I'm going to magnify him. I'm going to exalt him. I'm coming out. Amen. Because I'm not going to let this trouble get my heart to a place. It says things that ain't got no business saying. Or allow things. Amen. To enter into it. Hallelujah. Fear. Amen. Hallelujah. That would cause me to take on actions that I shouldn't take on. <laughs> praise God. In fact, if you'll look back to that particular chapter in Lamentations 3. And look back at verse 10. He talks about the bear. And he talks about the lion. He talks about the bear and the lion gobbling and eating him up. The only way the bear and the lion can gobble us up is we get outside of the protection of the shepherd. If we will dwell and abide in that secret place. If we'll just stay under the shadow. Those of you that have talked at the, the, the lessons. and You see that picture of the shadow of the cross. Shows the tabernacle plan. And under the shadow of that cross. Praise God. If we'll just stay faithful to the cross. If we'll just stay faithful to the cross he's given us. Everybody's got a cross. Everybody's got a journey. Hallelujah. They got to walk down. They got a path. They got to walk down. Hallelujah. But you know what? You and I, amen, we just got to make up our minds. I'm not going to let this circumstance or this situation or this pathway get my heart so troubled. Hallelujah. No, because Jesus said himself when he's getting the disciples ready. I mean, this is just prior for Judas is going to come and kiss him on the cheek. This is just prior. Amen. If they're going to take it and take him, amen, and put him on the cross. Hallelujah. And they're going to watch him die. And they're scattered. They're, they're, the prophecy being fulfilled. Hallelujah. That the shepherd's going to be, be smoked. Amen. And the sheep are going to scatter. This is just prior to all of that unfolding and taking place in the disciples. Even to the point that they were so afraid. And they had a hard time believing when Mary and him showed up and said, you know what? He's not there. They had a hard time believing the two disciples on the road to Emmaus. Hallelujah. When he, when he showed up and told them, hey, you know what? We just met Jesus. Hallelujah. And you know what? Hallelujah. That's what I'm talking about. Amen. The Bible says perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love. Do you believe God loves you tonight? Do you believe he loves you with a perfect love then that perfect love casts out fear because fear causes torment and in the torment you'll do things and take on actions and go in directions hallelujah that you wouldn't you wouldn't go in but you can't let fear enter your heart because God loves you with an everlasting love it's not a time I know we're living in a world that's rocking and rolling I know we live in a world that's so uncertain a political world and all the other things <laughs> But it's not an hour to let our hearts become troubled. No, we got God with us to help us along this journey and along this pathway. Amen. Watch this in John 11 and 33. 
This is a time of Mary, Martha, and Lazarus that passed off. This whole chapter actually deals with this. The friend Lazarus had died. Word had came to Jesus. But he abode in the same place for two days. He told the disciples that Lazarus was sick and asleep. They said, oh, that's good, man. Yeah, man, he's asleep. That's good rest, good for him. He finally told him, he said, well, the sleep I'm talking about, he's dead. It's amazing how Jesus responds to things and how we respond to things. Jesus never acknowledged any of them whenever he went. Amen. As though they were dead, he only acknowledged them as being asleep. It's how we look at things. It's whose eyes we're looking through. We can either look through it through the eyes of the Word of God, or we can look through the eyes of our own carnality and our own feelings. And we can let the God of this world blind us. Or we can look through the eyes of the Word and the lens of the Word of God. And regardless of what we feel, and regardless of what it looks like, I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. Hallelujah. I'm not going to let my heart be troubled. I'm not going to let my spirit get out of whack. I'm not going to lose my mentality. I'm not going to become mental. I'm telling you what's wrong with this world. Because in the end time, men's going to act worse and worse. And even young men, their hearts are going to fail them. Their minds are going to fail them. They're going to start opening up more and more lunatic houses than you ever dreamed of. Praise God. But watch this with Jesus. Word was sent to him. The Bible says he waits four days. Mary and Martha both said, Jesus, if you'd have been here, Lazarus wouldn't have died. That's just a done deal. <laughs> you ever been off somewhere and you showed up? I had this happen to me one time pastoring. You know, I go on vacation pretty often. Y'all know that. <laughs> and anyway, we'd been gone somewhere and got back. The first phone call I got, where you been? <laughs> anyway, it don't matter. But, uh, but you know what? I'm not Jesus. <laughs> Amen. And I don't know if I could have done a whole lot about the circumstance or situation except join with y'all and praying. But anyway, but they were saying, Jesus, if you'd have been here, Elijah wouldn't have died. Jesus says, I am the resurrection. Now, I got a verse I want to bring out to you. I want to bring a particular word out. <laughs> I've never looked at it quite like this. So in John eleven thirty three, When Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping, which came with her, just a short trip from Jerusalem, we heard Jesus showing up, they all come back down. Watch this. He groaned in the Spirit, and was... Troubled. It pays some time to trouble Jesus. It really pays some time to trouble Jesus. <laughs> he had already prophesied four days earlier. Before Lazarus had ever died, he had told his disciples, Amen, that Lazarus is going to die. But for the glory of the Father and for the glorifying of the Son, a man, he wasn't gonna, he was gonna be resurrected. And so here, a man, it simply tells us he groaned. That word, word groaned there in the Greek simply means he was moved with anger. Anger used in the right perspectives and for the right purpose is a good thing. Why don't you take that temper 
instead of wanting to bash somebody's head in, why don't you take that same force, that same power, those same emotions, and fall on an altar and bombard heaven and bash the devil where it really counts? Because we sing the songs. We don't win the battles, amen, with guns. Hallelujah. We don't win the war, amen, with bombs and guns. We win the war by praising and worshiping and calling on Jesus Christ. We really believe that, but you know what? The real test is when our hearts become troubled. It was so bad that even some around Jesus made the statements. This is a man that opened blinded eyes and deaf ears. And he couldn't save his friend Lazarus. Boy, did Jesus have an, an awakening for all of them. They tell us he had to wait four days because the Jews believed that the Spirit would linger around for three days. And so it wouldn't have been a true resurrection if he'd have come any time sooner. God's always on time, ladies and gentlemen. Just don't get a troubled heart. Just stand till he shows up. You're his little darling. And he's, he's, he's got us in a process for the glorifying of himself. How many of you believe that the scriptures taught us that all things work together for good. It didn't, it, didn't it didn't tell us that all things are good. You're going to face some things tomorrow that's going to trouble you. It's going to aggravate you. Frustrate you. You know one of the best ways not to become frustrated. Is deal with them little things that frustrate you. Sob them. If you don't, here's what happens. That little frustration begins to be something else. And then something else. And some on top of that. After a while, it'll reach a point that you can walk in the same room where that frustration's coming from. And it'll overwhelm you. Cause you to roll your eyes. <laughs> That's probably one of the light things. This is too elementary, isn't it? It's where we're living. Trouble. Man, there's trouble. You had any trouble at your house this week? <laughs> not, not from this little fellow up here. I don't believe that. You don't believe that either, do you? Both of them. <laughs> God's preparing you. God's getting you ready. <laughs> what if he gets you a set of twins? God knows what we need. <laughs> Sister Mary needs, a, she needs some grandchildren, some twin grandchildren. Woo! I'm just picking on you. But if God sees fit, I ain't going to stand in the way. <laughs> We're going to have a church. <laughs> Praise God. So what are you trying to say tonight, preacher? What are you really trying to say? Watch this. I'm going to cut just a few. You can stand. I know my time's up. So I'm going I'm to briefly touch a few things. Second Corinthians 1 and 8 says, We would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. 
This is Paul's writings unto the Carnage Church. Watch this one. 2 Corinthians 6 and 4. I'm just going to read one verse. Amen. I'll bring one thing out to you. But in all things, approving ourselves as the ministers of God. Watch what's one of the things is in that listing. In turmoils. In turmoils. It's where we prove the ministers of God. How we respond to turmoils. 2 Corinthians 7 and 5. For when we were coming to Macedonia, our flesh had no rest. Boy, is your flesh ain't had any rest lately. <laughs> it can affect you. But listen to him. But we were troubled on every side. Without were fightings, within were fears. So what am I trying to tell us? Paul talks about times they, they had to deal with life and had to deal with circumstances and situations. But Jesus is telling us tonight, let your heart be not troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. Let's believe him tonight, church. We got to believe him, folks. There's some folks out there that's depending on us to believe in him, to put trust in him, put confidence in him. That he's our helper. And he'll help us on this journey. If we'll let him. I got a lot of scriptures here. But I won't go through all of them. Time won't allow us. Amen. Maybe sometimes we feel like. Amen. The little widow woman. That Elijah was sent to her. Amen. During the famine. Amen. And when he come up to that gate. Amen. And notice the Bible says a widow. <laughs> I just wonder what Elijah thought when God told him. I got a widow that's going to sustain you. And when he shows up, he calls out to her. She says, I don't have but just a little bit of meal. I don't have but just a little bit of oil. Said, in fact, I'm out here. And she, she says, I'm out here picking up two sticks. <laughs> two sticks. Because that's all I need with the little bit of meal I've got. And me and my son are going to eat it. Now listen to her. She's done, she's done come to conclusion. She's done got it figured out. Now God had told the man of God. Like he done spoke to the widow. And she's probably got a barrel full. She was standing at the gate. Kind of like the father you know. I bet that's a man of God right there. Man of God. That's what we're looking for. We're looking for somebody that's got the lights on. Things flagging. Saying hey. Ah, yeah that, that, I, I got it. You know what? And the man of God walked up. And, <laughs> but watch him. He says, you go fix me one. Ask for water first. And as she turns to go get the water. Said, hey, fix me a cake. <laughs> and thank God. She had enough God in her. <laughs> faith in her. You know what? She went and fixed the man of God first. And every day, God kept His promise. I personally don't believe that the barrel filled up. I don't believe that. I believe God, God's fresh. He, you know, why would He want to fill it up and it be stale before you got through using it all? When He can give it to you fresh. That might have been some of the best case. I can just see that boy. And can I just use my imagination? Amen. When she got through fixing those cakes for that, because that boy was probably sitting over there. I don't know how old he was. And he said, I eat. she's going to fix it. Mama's fixing for that preacher. Just enough for us. But she's trusting Mama. 
He was trusting mama. Boy, I'm telling you what, if we ever got our generations that need to trust their mamas. If we ever got a generation that, that mamas need to live in a way that they can trust them. Because there's so many that are failing them and coming up short by their life and lifestyles. We just use them and abuse them. <laughs> but it couldn't be that when she got through making that cake, she went and made the lad one now. But when he began to, oh, mama, I believe this is the best cake I've ever eaten in my life. Kind of like sardines. I get you on the bank of that creek for about three days. You'll eat two or three cans of them. <laughs> Woo! Them things are so good out in the woods. I don't know what it is. Find a sausage. What do you mean? What's them all them looks about? I can't believe it. You eat Ruta Baker's? Praise God. She's got a little going for her. I hope tonight, if, if, if you listen tonight, I believe God's trying to talk to us tonight. We're living in a world that's troubled. Troubled on every hand. Their hearts are troubled. Things that they put their heart into and put their trust in is seeking out from under them. Where's our heart tonight? Let's put it in this book. Let's put it in the God of this book. He's going to see us through, folks. So I want you to come right quickly. We're going to pray for Sister Debbie. Amen again. And we're going to pray, amen, for Brother Keith again. I just felt to do that uh, tonight. And uh, so I want you to come. And uh, I'd like for... Brother Corey, why don't you come and stand in for Brother Keith again? We're just going to do it again. Praise God. Maybe we're just looking at it and we just see trees. But we'll get through the second time. We're going to see a little clearer. We're going to pray for Sister Debbie. God knows. Now she's handled this very well. She's believing God and trusting God. And, uh, but we're going to bond with her and bide with them. And um, they're going to see another doctor tomorrow. Get a little more insight of what direction to take. And uh, we just want God's hand and God's will. Amen. In this situation. Now I believe he can perform a miracle any time he gets ready. But if he wants to send through a process for whatever reason. His grace is sufficient to see us through this. Amen. And so we're going to pray and ask God to do a work here. Amen. In, in her life. Sister Jean, I want you to come stand in for her. Praise God. Praise God. Brother Corey, if you'll come. We're going to pray for both of them at one time. And believe it, God's going to do something in this. The Bible says, well, two or three agree on earth is touching one thing. That's what the Bible says. We're going to believe that. Praise God. Help us pray.
let's give that to the Lord tonight. Let's give that to the Lord tonight. We humble ourselves before you tonight, Lord. Our trust is in you. Our confidence is in you. We lift our voices unto you tonight. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do a work, God. Do a work for us. Also, remember throughout your prayers the remainder of this week. Just remember for those that's uh, COVID, it seems to really begin to break out. A lot of cases, different places. Amen. Nursing homes and things of that nature. So let's pray uh, that God's hand would keep us, guide us along this way. Amen. We are in, we are in some troubled times. But you know what? Don't let that trouble get a hold of your heart. Amen. You keep a sound heart, a pure heart. Keep calling on the Lord, putting your trust in Him. And folks, I'm going to tell you something. Not anything is too small or too big that He's not concerned about it. He loves you tonight. We love you tonight. God bless you. Appreciate you. You're dismissed in the fear of the Lord. God bless you. Appreciate you.